What's up? We're your co-hosts, Katie and Ellie, and you're listening to Not So Ladylike, a podcast with no rules. On this show, we'll lose the filter and dive in head first while reminding each other and you that we're all out here winging it. We saved you a spot on the couch, so get ready for a candid conversation with the girls. What's up? Welcome back. So this is a little bit of a belated birthday episode. I turned 26 in January. Happy birthday to you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And Katie is already 26, though she doesn't want to admit it. 25 in a second time. (laughs) (laughs) So we thought we would do an episode of 26 things that we collectively have learned in our 26 years. Do you want to talk about your birthday trip first? You don't have to. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. So for my birthday this year... Dylan and I went to Chicago. Well, it was kind of for my birthday. It was kind of for Christmas. So one of his Christmas gifts from me this year, his big one, was tickets to a Blackhawks game. He's been dying to go for like his whole life. So He had never been before? Mm-mm. I did not realize that. No. And I've wanted to get him tickets since like we first started dating. But then the pandemic happened, is happening, and <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been able to. So I finally got him tickets. And conveniently, there was a game on my birthday, which was the only one that fit in our schedule. So that worked out really nicely. So we spent the weekend in Chicago. We ate a bunch of great food. Dylan watched YouTube videos about what to eat in Chicago for like weeks leading up to it. So obviously excited. Very excited. You made his little dreams come true. Yes. And it was such a nice trip. We didn't like rush ourselves to do stuff. We just ate food, saw the Hawks play, and it was fabulous. So... Go 26. I'm yes. loving it. Okay, good start. Good kick off <laughs> to the year. So the experiences we've both had in each of our 26 years are very different, mm-hmm. but we've collectively learned some really great things. Yeah. Luckily, quite a few of our 26 years we've spent together. Oh, yes. Even though our experiences have been different, a lot of our memories are together. Yes, which it was really nice when we had to come up with the 26 things. Yes. And we've got to watch each other grow through these 26 years and learn things from each other along with just learning from ourselves. Yes. But (laughs) going off of our differences, we've learned that it's okay for our identities to shift. And we have changed so much in such different ways. And I think for so long, we focused on be your true self. Who really are you? And I at least got caught up in, well, that was my true self, but I can change. Like, it's okay to grow. You should grow. We talked about that before, but it's so normal and healthy for your identity to change as your life progresses. And I think it's a, I mean, it's something people say all the time, like people never change. And I think that's true to some extent. Um you know, your core, who you are at your core doesn't change. Right. But there are so many things about you that change all the time. I feel like I'm changing every day. Yes. And we talk about our identifiers too. When we first started this and we're writing like our bios for our website, it was so hard because when someone says, so who are you? What do you like? The five things that I say and the five things that you say are on such different levels. Yeah. And I know that will change for me because right now my identity is being a mom and a wife. And I know that people think that's bad a lot because people are always like, yeah, you're a mom, but who are you? I am a mom. That's what I want to be. I don't want to dig and find something different. That's me right now. It's my time to do that. But in 10 years, that will shift a little bit. Yeah, I'll still be a mom, but that won't be like your 
top right identifier right necessarily. he needs me so much right now and i'm obsessed with him <laughs> and so that is when people say who are you mom and wife because that's so much of your brain space right yeah is being a mom being a wife right whereas for you right now definitely correct me or talk for yourself but for you right now i quite like it when you talk for me actually good i'll talk about you all day perfect (laughs) thank you um the biggest part of your life the thing that you're thinking about the most is your business because it's you all of the time like you've said before your business is an extension of you right that's what i'm thinking about most of the time right even though there are other things about me, like starting a business and building something from nothing takes so much of your time and so much of your energy. And because it's just me in the photography business, because it's an extension of me, it feels like one of my main identifiers. Right. I'm a business owner. Right. And you want to talk about it all of the time because everyone you talk to, you want them to know you own your own damn business. Yeah. Like that is what you've done. That's an amazing thing at 26 years old to have grown your own business. Yeah. And people want to know about it. Right. And it's different than just like having a job and saying, well, I do this for work and then this is what I do after work. Like I do business all of the time. Right. And even though I have boundaries where, you know, maybe I'm not at work all the time my brain is still always working because you're the boss and the employees and the you're everything yes yeah i am the business and we've talked about it before you don't want to do boudoir for the next 50 years no you won't be doing this forever so your identity definitely is going to shift even though you this will have always been a part of you in 10 or 15 years that won't be your thing the thing Yeah. Something that I have become really accustomed to and really hyper aware of is that the only thing that any of us can bet on is that things are going to change. And that was so hard for me to learn. So now, even though that's my main identifier, I don't put all my eggs in one basket, so to speak. You know, being so young, I know that for the next 50 years, that's not going to be my reality. I know that it will end at some point and I want to make sure that when it does, I haven't put all of my personality eggs in the photography basket. (laughs) I want to make sure that I am more than my business. I'm more than my relationships. Like really defining who I am at my core is really important to me. And I know I will have that issue when Jackson grows up because all of my eggs are in that basket. I was telling my mom that the other day, like what the hell am I going to do when he decides that he's his own person. <laughs> when he like, goes to college. Yeah, like, what will I do? I think I'll just have to have kids for forever. I think we'll just also go to college. Yeah, we'll just go back. Yeah. Yeah. What's and up, Jackson? Yeah. We're Mommy's here. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to get our bachelor's again. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so jumping off of that, the next thing that we have learned is that we don't have to have life figured out literally ever. Because everything changes, you know, it's okay to just wing it. And that's something that I have learned in the last three years of graduating college, starting a business. People have asked me a lot, like, what is next? What's happening next? Are you going to do this forever? You know, what's the plan? And I don't, this is the one time that I don't have a plan, which sounds wild coming out of my mouth, but I... I'm just going where the wind takes me. I got my degree in art education. I decided to start a business. And, you know, for your whole life, people make you think and feel like you have to have it 
planned out, figured out before you even graduate high school. And I'm learning that it's okay to change my mind. It's okay to do things differently. It's okay to start something new or go back to something old if what's working right now stops working. I have learned that if something isn't working, it's okay to do something different. Right. I feel like everyone struggles with that. And I feel like you struggled with it extra right out of high school because our high school specifically, probably all high schools, put so much pressure on like your junior year deciding what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And you made a decision and then you got halfway through college and you were like, is this really it? Am I going to do this forever? I thought I wanted to be a teacher for my entire life. I wanted to be a teacher since I was young and then growing up and Mrs. Wolsey, our art teacher, was so amazing that having that experience in her classroom led me to wanting to be an art teacher too. And I love teaching and I loved my time um, student teaching in a middle school and that's what I wanted to do until I realized that I work better on my own schedule. I work better when I don't have someone really telling me what to do and I just realized that I wanted to try. And what a better time to try than right out of college or while you're still in college. Right. And while I was in college, I built up my savings and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. And as soon as I graduated, I went full time. Um, And I just told myself, I'm just going to try. And if it doesn't work out, I'll get a teaching job and that will be great also, you know, but I gave myself six months or a year to see if I can make it work. And I just, my stick with itness was real sticky, Uh, real (laughs) sticky. (laughs) I also think ironically, all of the great feelings you got from Woolsey in the art classroom, you now provide for people in your studio. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever put those two things together. But like that level of comfort and education, you do have an education piece to your entire business. So I think you still got to pick your most favorite pieces and your passions and move them this way. For sure. And that just goes back to it's okay to change things and it's okay to pivot. Mm -hmm. Even though it is okay to change yourself, we've also learned you can't change other people and you can't try to force them to change And you shouldn't for obvious reasons. Absolutely. But we have both in our relationships tried before. Even with each other. Yes, to change each other. And I think especially with partners, it's easy to think this will get better. I'm going to hang with it because you're a really great boyfriend or you're a really great friend. And I'm sure it's fine. This will get better. I'm going to make you better because I'm awesome. And if you're with me, you're going to be awesome. (laughs) And I just think that's so unfair to people. If you try to change people to fit your life... You aren't letting them be themselves. Right. So you've kind of created this false reality that eventually will fall apart because you tried to change somebody. Instead of just... Letting them grow. Accepting them for who they are. Right. And you don't have to be in love with everybody or be friends with everybody. If you don't like the way that person makes you feel or their personality, you don't have to hang around. But you don't need to change them. Yeah. You can't change people. People only change if they want to, if they have a reason to. Are capable. Yeah. Even with partners and friends and things like that, to try to change someone to fit your view of what your life or their life should be is really unfair to them and their journey as a person. Yeah. And I think I have to be super careful with that too in my marriage because I don't want Shane and I's goals to always be the same. We should both still have individual goals. So it's just important to think about other people and make sure you're letting them be themselves 
loudly. Like, don't try to mute them to make them what you want them to be. Yeah. And we've definitely learned that, letting each other be an individual. Because for so long, we were so similar. Yes. And it's taken time for us to learn that we have to let each other be an individual and not try to be exactly alike because that's what we want. Especially because separately, our own individual personalities are so cool together. Yeah. I know that's weird to say about yourself. We are so cool. We are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But when we try to make ourselves the same, it's just like, you don't want to be the same, really. You want to be different. And we mesh together really well when we're both our true selves. And I think it adds a lot to each of our lives that we aren't exactly the same. Right. I think we both get each other's perspectives we get, I think our lives are richer because we allow each other to be completely individual. And I can learn from you and your perspectives and understand other people because I understand you, you know, because we're so opposite. I can see it through your eyes and be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And vice versa, especially now with you being a mom and that not being something that I want for my life, I can take that and see how you experience that and have more empathy for other people. Right. And really under, not really understand, but have a better understanding of what that experience is like. Right. When I'm texting you at 3 a.m., like, holy shit. (laughs) Okay, got it. Come get this kid. (laughs) Yeah, come get him. I'm dropping him off. (laughs) So part of not trying to change people for me is to look past the potential and see what's really there. And this is my next kind of thing that I've learned. I have found that I have a really bad habit whether it's with potential partners or friends, to only see the potential there, especially with romantic relationships. I definitely idealize and romanticize people, and I see all of the potential of like this great thing that could be instead of seeing what is actually right in front of me and actually seeing that person for what they are in the moment instead of seeing the potential. And like ignoring Yes. What you're actually seeing. Yes. Ignoring the reality and only seeing the potential. And I have definitely learned the hard way that it is so important to see people for what they are and who they are and look past, take off the rose-colored glasses. That's so corny. But it's the truth. And just see people. That was a tough one to learn, but I think I'm getting there. Another thing I've learned is that I don't have to be the best at everything. And when I say that, I mean at the same time, as in Mm. I can't do it all right now. I can't be the best employee, the best mom, the best friend, everything. Like I already said, and I'm sure it's annoying, right now it's my job to be the best mom and the best wife. I'm still meeting the mark on all of my other priorities. I am still a good employee. I am not failing. I'm not... I mean, you just got employee of the month. I did. Yes. Co-hosting today is employee of the month. Thank you. (laughs) The next 30 days belong to me. (laughs) So I'm not... not, Failing. Right. I'm not failing. Mm -mm. I'm just not being the best. I'm not going... I mean, this month I am. (laughs) But (laughs) I'm not going above and beyond like I used to. In every category. Right. I can meet the mark and that's okay. I can go home and say, you know what? Everything is fine. I did my best that I had to offer today, but now it's time to go home and really do my thing. Yeah. So that took me a long time to learn, and I'm still perfecting that. I really have just started 
thinking that way in the last month or two Mm -hmm. because I was so overwhelmed all of the time because I was trying to do too many things perfectly. And I just can't be the best at everything. So, And that's relatable. That is also something that I have learned in a little bit of a different way. I don't have to be the best at everything in the sense of I am such a perfectionist that changing my mindset around trying new things and letting learning how to let myself be bad at something has opened up a lot of doors for me just by not expecting myself to be perfect right out of the gate and getting frustrated when I'm not just letting myself not know something or be bad at something has let me try a lot of new things that I probably wouldn't have because I would have assumed I'm not going to be good at that so I'm not even going to do it like rollerblading yeah which I did twice and then I sold my skates because I wasn't that good at it. So Oh, maybe that's a bad example. <laughs> it's a work in progress. <laughs> but you still tried it. But even like I started doing watercolor just for fun and they are not good, but also they don't have to be good. No, especially if it's good for your mental health and gives you a hobby and right. whatever. Or even like podcasting. <laughs> we suck at this <laughs> but like not going into it being like okay we're gonna be perfect podcasters we're gonna nail it we have learned so freaking much so quickly without a choice really yes like yeah we would have had to re-record every single episode if we wanted to be perfect and we would have never launched ever i'm so glad we set a launch date or yeah. we never would have done it. And we both agreed, like, we are going to learn so much. Let's just do it. Let's let ourselves learn as we go. Let's just let ourselves be bad. Because as we've talked about together, it makes sense that we would get better over time. It For makes sure. sense that in a year when we re-listen to our first episode, we're going to think, oh. Cringe. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like those pictures of us from high school. Like, like what a couple of ding-dongs. Right. <laughs> but... You can't get good at something without being bad at it first. Right. I totally agree. So another thing I've learned in the past, um, I don't even know how long it's been, eight years since we graduated high school? Surely not. Yeah. It's 2022. (laughs) Wow. Carry on. Um, Okay. Back then, around the time I was 18, I thought I had a really great handle on who I was, what I was about. I really felt like I knew myself. And as I've gone through my 20s, I realized that I have changed so much since I was 18. And I did have a good handle on who I was then, but I've had to relearn who I am now as an adult. And it's taken a lot of work to define my own values, to define all of these different things about me, to decide how I want to show up in the world, how I want to do things and who I want to be. It was really tough for me through college. First of all, changing from the person you are when you're 18 to the person you are when you're 26 is totally, totally different. I feel like I've been five people since I was 18. We even look back at some pictures from college and think that feels like a lifetime ago. Like that feels so old. Yeah. And for me specifically in college, I worked a job when I was 20. Probably. From the time I was 20 till I was 22, right when I was starting to rediscover who I was and what I wanted for my life. And it really took a toll on me. And I think it changed me a lot and not in great ways. And... Katie agrees. (laughs) (laughs) And after I got out of that situation... I realized how much it changed me and it changed my view of myself and my view of other people. And I really didn't like it. So after I graduated college and 
started knowing myself as an individual. You know, I'm not in school anymore. I'm not doing all of these things I've done for my whole life. Starting to relearn who I am, I really had to work to reconstruct the views I had. And I, I had to redefine my standards for myself and how I show up in the world because part of that experience, I put a lot of pressure on myself to appear a certain way to carry myself in a certain way, to talk a certain way, to dress a certain way. And after I became an adult, I realized that that wasn't who I was. And I was putting too much emphasis on appearing perfect and trying to fit in this neat little box so that people would like me. And I had to learn how to be my own self and not care about looking perfect because that doesn't matter. No, and we've said this probably in every episode, but you don't have to fit in that box. And if people don't like you outside the box, then you don't need those people. Like you don't need that job. No. You've made it yourself. You're doing it. You're crushing it. Yeah. And you get to wear whatever you want all day, every day. (laughs) Yeah. And if I don't want to style my hair, then I don't. Right. I don't have to. I can wear leggings and... And a cut off (laughs) bodysuit. Sidebar. I... Short version of the story. Pink Lily was having a sale. I bought a bodysuit. It's a turtleneck. I thought I'd wear it underneath things. And I got it. And I couldn't freaking snap it. I felt like a little gremlin trying to reach underneath and snap the snaps together. So this morning I cut it off and made it a crop top. It's super cute. And now I have a pair of breakaway panties. (laughs) (laughs) The best part. You could sell those. (laughs) Probably could. I have a new idea. Not so ladylike breakaway panties. (laughs) We have a new business venture. It's breakaway panties. Cancel the podcast. Cancel the podcast. We're going into lingerie. (laughs) Oh, let us know if you're interested. (laughs) I have a prototype you can try out. Another thing I've learned is that I can truly trust myself. And I think that's something, again, I say this every time. You keep learning all the time. You don't just learn it and achieve it. But when things feel wrong, they are wrong. You know yourself and you know how you feel and you know if something's right or if it's wrong. And even if someone else is telling you, no, it's fine, this is right, you don't have to agree. You can trust yourself and say, you know what, for me, that just doesn't feel right. This sounds very dare, don't do drugs. But I don't <laughs> I don't mean that like in peer pressure ways. I just mean you need to trust yourself And just because it's right for someone else doesn't make it right for you. Right. I've definitely felt that same way. And as an adult, having to learn that I can trust myself. Going back to being in school, we spent so much of our lives being told what to do and where to be and how to do it. And as an adult, I've realized that I'm in charge and I can do whatever I want all the time. I can be whoever I want to be. I've had to learn that. I can trust my intuition and I've had to learn how to discern between what is my intuition and what is just my anxiety and things like that. And Mm -hmm. just learning to trust my feelings has been huge. Also, another thing I've learned in the last 26 years is that every action doesn't necessitate a reaction from me. And I've learned that driving on the Lloyd Expressway. I've learned it in my conversations with people. I've learned it online. I used to be so reactive. Everything that happened felt like it was happening directly to me. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that other people's actions 
are only a reflection of them. And that doesn't necessitate a reaction from me that other people can do whatever they do. And I don't have to have a response or have an opinion or have a reaction to all of those things all the time. Major flaw of mine. I'm a very reactive person, but I know that and I have been working on that. That's another thing too. Just in the last year, I have decided that I don't want to be so opinionated anymore, that that's taking up way too much of my energy. I still definitely have strong opinions about the things that I care about, but I used to have an opinion about everything. And in the last year or so, I've just decided that I don't want to have an opinion about all the things all the time. And especially like, for example, there was a time a couple months ago, or maybe this summer when Dylan was talking about getting a motorcycle. And I'm not super crazy about motorcycles, but one of our moms asked how I felt about it. And I remember saying, I don't have an opinion about that. You know, if he wants to get a motorcycle, I trust that he will do whatever makes him happy, whatever makes him feel safe. If he does that, I just want him to wear a helmet and be safe. But I don't have an opinion about him getting a motorcycle. It's his money. It's his time. It's his life. And my mom was really impressed. Like, oh, you don't, you really don't have you an don't opinion You don't want to fight about, about it? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't have time to have an opinion about that. I, that doesn't really affect me at all. Yeah. I think that's great. Love and, that for me. Yeah. And a lot of times if you have an opinion about everything, a strong opinion about everything, you're mostly just trying to convince other people to have your opinion also. Yeah. Instead of having it for yourself, you're trying to convince everyone else that you're right. And yeah. that's not fun for anybody. No, not at all. I've realized too that my opinions change all the time. And if I have strong opinions about everything, I wasn't allowing myself to grow and learn things and change my mind. Because we're stubborn. So once you've had a strong opinion and you've got it out into the world about how passionate you hate motorcycles, <laughs> right? and then you show up on the back of Dylan's motorcycle on Instagram. It's like, hmm. Hold on. Yeah. Okay, homegirl. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. One thing that we've learned together is about our fulfillment and how everyone places it differently because ours are so different. And I think that took me a really long time to grasp is that what fills my cup isn't what fills your cup. So it's really important, mostly, I guess, to just think about your damn self. Like it's important for me to stop projecting my goals and my fulfillment and my wants on other people because everyone's different. And that's what makes things fun because everyone's different and everyone brings something to the table. And what fills my cup is different than what fills yours. And like we talked about earlier, it just makes things more vibrant. When we all experience the world differently, we all have different desires and different ones for our lives. It allows us and other people, but it allows us specifically, I get to experience so much more life by experiencing your life. And vice versa. Right. I don't know how much that will make sense, but I experience almost double life experiences by being your close friend. And, and that's how I feel. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, all of my experiences with you as a mom and with Jackson, I would have never had otherwise. And those things like mean so much to me. Right. When <laughs> Dylan wants to move to Chicago so bad. What? And <laughs> no, thank you, Dylan. <laughs> and he, he said something about like, yeah, maybe in the next like five or 10 years. And I was like, 10. No. <laughs> I I don't think I said no. I was like, yeah, I guess we'll see. Ha ha. But in my head, I was like, I'm not doing that. In five years, Jackson is going to be six, almost seven. Just going into school. I can't leave. And I'm going to go where? Who else is going to give him fake dog poop to put around the house? Yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> what a great aunt Jackson has. <laughs> 
But I feel like my life is so much richer because you are doing so many different things from me and seeing the way that those things impact you and your life and also bleed into my life matters so much to me. If we were doing the same thing, we would still be having a good time, but I think our lives wouldn't be as rich. Right. Well, and we talked about this in our last episode, how we plan quality time. And I think our relationship is also stronger because we do have to plan it now. And being different has really brought us closer together. Yes. It's given us a lot more intentionality in our relationship that we just didn't have before. Right. And grew us out of the college friends to like real life adult Adult friendship phase. Yeah, for sure. So that's about half of the things we've learned in 26 years. We have realized that 26 is a lot of things. And we can't fit all the things into an episode that's under an hour. Right. (laughs) Which we want to do. Right. So we're going to cap this because we just can't do it all right here. (laughs) We have just learned so much. We're (laughs) such progressive learners that we've got to carry on. But we will be back for a part two of the rest of the things that we've learned in our last 26 years. The show notes are on the website along with more info about us and the podcast and ways that you can connect with us off of this app. And my favorite way to connect is on Instagram. So come hang out with us on Instagram at not so ladylike podcast, all one word, no spaces, lots of fun. <laughs> and we would love for you to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening right now, please. Love you. Bye. <laughs>But I guess it is now. Oh, where were you going? Hang out with us on Instagram. It's the only thing I know how to say. Oh, well then let me start. Okay. Um, but I already said in the meantime. Well, I'll say it then. But I liked it. Okay. No, you go. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton I dough. <laughs> um, are you blowing your nose or playing with that? Uh, playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine. I just didn't know. That one's supposed to sound so sassy. What are you doing? Are you? <laughs> Get yourself together. <laughs>